We apologize. I don't have this hooked right into the thing, so we have to play it off my phone here. This is our this week's awful opening. Look at this guy. <laughs> look, at, look at a close-up of him. You're listening to Happy Valley Speakeasy Radio. Look at this guy. Look at that guy. That, oh. You know, that, I can't decide whether that's as bad as Breaking Bad uh, or as uh, good as... Anyway. Uh, I, I so thought... Th- in the 70s with the mustache on Saturday Night Live. I, I, I so thought it was starting out to be... You were starting out with a Dennis Leary song that I was going to have to beep oh. just all the way through. <laughs> hey, what, uh, asshole? <laughs> yeah, that, like one. that, that one. <laughs> Only to make your life a living hell. I think he kind of looks like uh, Eugene Levy's retarded cousin. I'll go with that. <laughs> so he goes with Eugene Levy. Nice, nice, obscure little... Hey, hey. Everybody knows he's, Eugene, he's whether you know it or not. He did those crappy American Pie movies. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, in, in, in pop culture, whether you know you know him or not, you know him. Well, I knew Eugene Levy from... Uh, SCTV. Um, actually, my real big kick on him was Splash. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Happy Valley Speakeasy podcast. Podcast. Just for you. The mobile version. <clears throat> we decided to start a podcast because, you know, we wanted to get in on it when it first started. So, you know, so we're only three years late. Three years? <laughs> Try six. <laughs> well, the popularity really kicked in after what? Uh, iPod uh, Touch. <clears throat> iPod Crotch? Oh. Yeah, Touch. Oh. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Talking about iPod crotch. <laughs> the mini pad? No, they, um, they finally today officially made Google Maps available again on the iPhone because iPhone Maps never worked. Apple Maps. Oh, excuse Say me. Say yeah, Apple, Apple Maps because you have to distinguish that Apple doesn't work. Yeah, there is that. Oh, I can't tell you how much it doesn't work. I mean, I've been battling with iTunes 6 now for three weeks trying to get Christmas music onto my iPod, and it still crashes every time. And every time you go to turn on your Christmas music, you get Hanukkah songs. Actually, I do. I get <laughs> – I'm not kidding. I get uh, – uh, Dreadle, Dreadle. No. <laughs> it's the only one I know. Is there any more? Yeah. Adam um, Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler's <laughs> Hanukkah. And, that's, and, like, those are the only – I have three different versions. There's the live Saturday Night Live one, the, uh, and then the two off of those two albums. And all three of them are there, and no Christmas music. <laughs> Thank you, Apple. What was he that? I think I came up. What was it? The uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Apple uh, Apple versus PC. Oh yeah, Apple. <laughs> Apple's the Death Star, right? Highly efficient and evil, and halfway built. <laughs> and PC is the Millennium Falcon. You oh, know, no, piece together. You know, piece together. You know, he's got to hit the console to make it the lights turn back on. But it, it's fast, damn it. It's fast, and it does what it's supposed to when you need it to do. And you have to restart it every three hours. Basically. Oh, no, well, that's ME. Sorry. <laughs> see, the, well, Windows ME was a, a virus that Windows put out. Jar Jar's that little clip guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, in Word. You know? No, the, the, the comparison that, that I'd heard you say before was the... If TARDIS was a PC or Mac, TARDIS would be PC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who's TARDIS would definitely be a PC. It just kind of just... If you look at the console, it's just so weird and just very eclectic, just like a PC is. 
And then sometimes he has to restart the TARDIS because <laughs> it breaks. Back in my younger years, I would I, I would rather have to restart five times a day on a PC than use a Mac. You know, back when I was a, a computer tech, this we get this um, kid's laptop, and you know it was his baby da, da, PC, and you turn it on. The thing wouldn't do anything. It was just completely broken. And why it was broken is he put on this interface to make it look and act exactly like a Mac. <laughs> Broke everything. <laughs> why not just spend the extra $2,000 and get a Mac? Because Daddy gave it to him, and Daddy wanted to be able to use it for, you know, everything else. Ah. Uh, other than that would, porn. That would explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Doesn't sound like that <laughs> for <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I hope we never do a video podcast. <laughs> there was hand gestures with that. And not the one you would expect, actually. Uh, I asked these two morons if... Thank you. Uh, what happened in the news this week? My number one story, Pope joined Twitter. <laughs> yes, and, the Holy Father. And he has gotten so much hate. Yes, I, <laughs> so much hate on the Twitter feed. Uh, and, you know, come on. He's an old man. He's only a pedophile facilitator. He didn't do anything. Well, aside from that, I mean, really. I, like, just, I, can't, I couldn't see President Monson joining Twitter. I just couldn't see it. Well, well you look at the, again, this, this ties into pop culture. The guys that are really drawn to Twitter, I mean, the guys that live on Twitter, generally are your a-hole atheist Mac heads. Or Twilight fans. What's the difference? No, no. Well, I, I, you know, okay. Not every Twilight fan is it, a Mac Wait a second. It, it, <laughs> it, it really depends on who you follow. Because, you know, like, I that's follow true. Bruce Campbell. That, that's true. I okay. follow... Jeffrey Donovan. <laughs> Jeffrey. Oh, I do, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Basically, no, anyone, yeah. anyone who's ever been on Burn Notice, I, have, I do follow. And I, no, I, I got to go to Twitter real quick. I follow The Soup. I cannot believe Yeah, I, I follow Joel McHale. I follow Phil Hendry, obviously. Conan. Uh, Conan, Nathan Fillion, uh, David Icke, for sh- craps and giggles. Because <laughs> he's crazy. I okay, follow. okay. I, if you tell me Michael Eisner, I'm going to slap you. I follow... Lassiter. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I follow Courtney Stodden, and I will defend this to the hilt. Okay. She has the most amazingly stupid twit. Twits. Twits. <laughs> they are twits. Uh, no, that's a whole new category of the interface. I mean, we don't need to go. Her level of, of retardation is just so much fun. Oh, it's neck so and neck with Paris Hilton. Who I do not follow. <laughs> Though oh. I do got to give her credit during the first Obama presidential campaign, her, some of her political statements were really on the ball. <laughs> that's, yeah, okay, I agree with you. Don't know where she got it from. <laughs> uh, somebody, she got was, it from Dad. somebody was feeding her. Uh, I, I, I follow a lot of the guys who write cracked.com. Okay. You know, Gladstone yes. and Michael Swaim and, and Daniel Braun. Those, those guys are still around. I, I, Do you know how dangerous it is for you to be giving away your influences on a podcast? Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Mike Lee and Black, obviously. David Wayne. Uh, good old The State guys from back and way back. There's a few kids in the hall who are on that's here. Uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Magic Johnson's on. Bill Cosby. Stephen okay, you know. I will give you Bill Cosby because Bill Cosby actually is probably one of the most intelligent men that's in comedy around. <coughs> and he's been there for a long time. Uh, I follow Dan Aykroyd just to see what UFOs are up to. 
You know what? He he's actually really fun to, on UFOlogy and uh, paranormal experiences. You know why? His father Peter Aykroyd was the one the first people to write a book about ghost hunting. He was a ghost hunter. Yeah, he's the son of a ghost hunter. That's why Ghostbusters was so realistic, specific, realistic. I guess not realistic, but actually, most of the equipment on there is what. Uh, the different no, ghost shows uh, that now actually use. Well, and, and the terminology was dead on. That's oh, what I was, was. <laughs> I was meaning more towards. I follow, I follow Will Shatner. Come on. <laughs> Bill. You gotta love Bill. You, know, you need to listen to Bill Shatner's uh, Losing the Canada. Sky with Diamonds. No, Losing the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one, it is, it's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not close to that with this uh, song. <laughs> Will we? Yeah, I, love love Will, I, love I love Will Wheaton. You know, anyway. Well, Will Wheaton, he, uh, he's a great writer. That's what he, he is, and he's also, he, he knows how badly he screwed up with Star Trek fans, so he just plays on that the entire time. Well, you know, well, you know, he, the thing is, he really didn't screw up. He was a kid going through adolescence on Star Trek. I mean, yeah, and he, and he finally got tired of being on the camera all the time. He left and then always felt bad for leaving because there was such a fandom that was... The Will Wheaton fan. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm I'm not one of those guys. Uh-huh. I was happy uh-huh. to see him go. Hey, I saw the posters. <laughs> it kind of looked, looked okay, like. Okay, you have to explain that. <laughs> it kind of looked like the uh, Rob Lowe poster in Lost Boys, where he's almost taking off his pants or what? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, awesome. yep, I, but I think that's a Corey Haim Feldman uh, thing. I, I do follow uh, Ken Jennings, the Jeopardy champion. Oh, okay. He's very smart, very witty. What you very think? Well, not the way you part, but the very smart part. You kind well, he's of, just no. Well, he's very funny. I, I didn't expect him to be as funny as huh. he is. He's very funny, especially for a software engineer. <laughs> well, my favorite story of the week. It's just nice to have like a really smart, funny, intelligent um, Mormon yeah. who's not Glenn Beck to who's, <laughs> who's in the media. Just anybody who's not Glenn Beck who's Mormon. Uh, no, well, anybody who's not Glenn Beck that is Mormon in the media would be Mitt Romney. Yeah, exactly. So I've got <laughs> Mitt Romney, the loser. I've got Glenn Beck, the doomsday prophet. And then I've got Ken Jennings. So I'm going to go with Ken Jennings on this one. And then, of course, I've got all the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys. Yeah. So I love Twitter. I do. I, I, I do it all the time. And all the, oh, oh, my all my favorite English comedians that I can't catch regularly. In now, my, my question. You Frankie said, Boyle being number and one. And all this because okay, the Boyle. And Jimmy Carr. But my question is, you say that you're, you do Twitter all the time. Just following, or are you posting? I post. I do post, but not. Nobody follows me, so what's the point? Hey, I've, I've got, got like I've got six followers. I've, got, I've given I've, them all ten <laughs> posts. Man. I've got I've got maybe twelve, but I'm not I'm not trying to promote myself on Twitter because I have more fun reading what other people do, especially when you when you catch yourself in. I, lo- I love it when celebrities fight with each other, even you know, like play arguing. In conversations, you know, you'd never ever get to see in real life. <laughs> I like to, I like that, I, and I have a good time. And you know, I don't, well, I, I don't care. Yeah, you know, but, like I, I follow Dennis Miller, I follow a lot of different people, and it's just it's fun to listen to because well, they, they can say stuff on Twitter they normally can't do in other venues. Yeah, I, like I, I other yeah, but mediums. I wish I could remember the website. I, I stumbled on a couple of years ago, it, about a year after Twitter came out, and it was people that would post things on Twitter they'd seen that made it obvious that the people that were posting it had no real connection with reality. <laughs> yeah, Dad said I, I, I could go to the south of France for the summer, but I had to pay for the gas and the jet, and <coughs> I just didn't have 30 grand laying around in my account this month. Oh, uh, this month. That, that's the one I remember. I mean, it was like, oh, humble brag. Yeah. 
You're talking. You're talking humble brag. Yeah, I follow humble brags. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good time. That's a good time. And I, I follow a couple memes just for the crap of well, it. The, the thing about Twitter, though, is you, other than the celebrities, you have people that are, well, absolutely trash other people, and they're doing it totally anonymously. So I think it's totally the coward's way of being able to say you're a douchebag. You know, if I tell you a douchebag, you're a douchebag to your face. Then you know it's man on man, and I know it's true. Yes, and it's it's me. I'm the one getting the pencils. I'm the one <laughs> sharpening them. I yes, you are. Both finger. <laughs> Come on, nothing. No, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, yeah, hey, you're, you're accusing me of obscure phone. references. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm sorry. No, no, I love it. I just haven't seen it once. But when you come down to uh, when you come down to uh, twi- you know, tweeting, whether you know you're going to trash somebody to death, you know if your name is some dog twit sixty nine, well, okay, nobody knows who the hell you are, and yet you're going to call them. You always have to throw in the arbitrary sixty nine. <laughs> well, you know how many people actually use that as yes, their final. I, yes, yeah. I do. Okay, ladies, man. <laughs> right, thank you, ladies, man. <laughs> yes, the baldness really just gets everybody. Going so anyway, your news favorite news feed for the week. Uh, that would be the North Koreans launching a satellite that's now tumbling out of control. Well, actually, it had it had very little to do about. Oh no, it was a it was scare the crap out of Japan. I understand that, and to see if they could get a rocket in the air. They it was, but now it's like, hey, it's up there. Oh crap, it's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was like, hey, we launched a rocket and it's falling. <laughs> where uh, where's it supposed to land? Uh, no one knows yet. Cool. So I'm like, betting, I, I'm betting quite, my house. I hope Seattle. Quite, Actually, I'm kind of hoping somewhere specifically in Ivins. <laughs> <laughs> quite literally, if if, I mean, the, if you if you watch the way they're reacting to it and stuff, it was, we launched it. Now what? Uh, there's <laughs> oh, right. oh, there's a big long metal stick in the air and it's falling. Well, because they're already talking about um, building the next rocket, which actually would be a little bit slimmer, that would be able to. Um, that would be able to hold a, a plutonium bomb, which is lighter weight than a ura- uh, uranium uranium bomb. Which that would be the difference between <coughs> Kim Jong Il and Kim Jong Soon. Yeah, on on Kim Jong Un. Which Time has Un. announced is going to be the man of the year. It's kind of like you know, Time's man of the year is douchebag of the year. Just at this point. Well, you know, well actually, sure, at 30, this point, wow. in well, 1932. Do you know who man of the year was? Not 32. Hitler. It was 38. Oh, was it 38? Hitler wasn't in power in 32. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Sick Heil. Sick Heil. <laughs> oh, hail. No. Yes. No, but. The Fjord uh, is here. Well, it was 36 or 38. It was 36, what? I think, because. And 32 was, is way he, too early. 30, no, 32 is when he was, he was elected. Uh-huh. Because it was right after the crash in 28. I can't remember now. And now for your non history history lesson. Non-history. <laughs> There's a yeah. war that happened, but I'm not sure who won. <laughs> well, you're not speaking German, so they can give you a clue. The Canadians won. I think if they would have won, we'd be speaking Japanese, not mm, German. Depends on what side of the continental divide you're on. Well, see, we're West Coast guys, so <laughs> this is true. We'd be like, yeah, but we were yeah. Domo Irigato. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Japanese I know. That and like Yoshi and. Mario, <laughs> <laughs> and your last episode we were Paul, the one apologizing for the rest of the family being involved in Mario Brothers. Which one? Oh, <laughs> the film. <laughs> the, yeah. No, hey, I play the games regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Super Mario World before you got here. 
<laughs> like you tonight? Mean, today. Not on the planet Earth. <laughs> tonight. Because uh, I recall you being like two years old when we were playing Mario <laughs> Brothers. I was like five. Hello. No, no, we're about, we're got about a, and I never got a turn. No, no. <laughs> I got I got the second controller that wasn't plugged in. That's what I got. <laughs> yes, you yeah. did. Every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Look how good you're doing. Well, we actually played in the arcade before it was on the in the original S- NS. Well, NES. yeah, you played that crap game in the, well, the unfun one that just not you just Mario Brothers, not Super. Yeah, it was. They weren't hard. super yet. No, no. Actually, you know, the original was where the original character Mario shows up as Donkey Kong. Yeah, where he is it's, torturing an ape. Da, yes. da, 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 da. Sorry, that was really bad. It, it was. was. <laughs> that wasn't even. A, that wasn't even <coughs> a theme. It was the was this supposed bar. to be the theme? No, the first part. <laughs> no, in the first in the first games, he's. The reason why Donkey Kong goes crazy is because Mario is abusing him. Abusing him. He's trying to save it's, his girlfriend. It, no, no. It says in the manual. Oh, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How do you know now, this? Now, I do want to point out to it our It says audience. in the manual the reason why Donkey Kong went crazy because it was Mario was mistreating him. That's why he took the girlfriend up and started throwing barrels. Now, I do want to point then out. Then in Donkey Kong Jr., <laughs> Donkey Kong is in a cage and Mario's sitting there with a whip. Okay? So don't tell me Mario's not a douche. <laughs> Now, I do want to point out for our, our listening audience of now three. Um, oh, go on. We have a whopping 16. One. <laughs> our mom's going to listen to this. My brothers here I, are, 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 the, are always telling me how much of a nerd I am, but I have never, never read the Donkey Kong manual. <laughs> I just, I just, read, uh, yeah, I fi- just read cracked. Okay, there's <laughs> my secrets all in one little package. It's kind of like how my my exposure to pop culture these days is the soup, basically. Well, that's, can you call that pop culture? It's just reality shows. <laughs> no, no, that's just one section. You know, you guys are still up on me on modern pop culture because I don't even have TV in my house. <laughs> I I have Netflix and I have online radio. All you all you need is Netflix. Well, I know. There's I no love, reason I love, to have cable anymore. Uh, why am I going to pay $69? Hulu. I have a Hulu account, and I use somebody else's Netflix account. Sorry, Netflix. <laughs> well, I apologize. In like a well, month, when in they like become a sponsors, Redbox, then we'll get it for free. <laughs> in like a month, Redbox is going on streaming. Yeah, yeah Redbox is going to start streaming. I think you still have all the like the latest stuff, though. Uh, well, what, they're going to they're going to charge eight bucks a month, and you get DVDs with that. A lot of streaming. So they're just so doing, they're doing Netflix. Netflix. For half the price. Yeah, until, the, until the, they up the price because they need more content. Because like the, the $8, $8 Netflix is only streaming. Okay, fine. Well, tell me this, Mr. Headphones. <laughs> Does it have Well Wars? Because that's the only thing I want to watch. <laughs> Just a bunch of hippies failing in the Antarctic. Now, you gotta get- Almost dying every other episode because for some reason, 20-something-year-olds trying to find themselves aren't nautical geniuses. I, wasn't the That's original, a boating term, right? Nautical geniuses. <laughs> Sir, they're actors. They can't drive a boat. <laughs> I thought I thought twenty year olds that were trying to find themselves was originally called the real world. No, those those weren't twenty somethings. Those were later twenty something failures. I thought. Now, aren't they? Actually, are they no, I, think they, I think they're current. Are they, are I think they're current twenties. I think they're current failures. <laughs> but that that show is so terrible. 
Oh, it was like five people everyone hated in a room, and <laughs> I went on forever. Oh, they had so many. Seasons now I got to give Well Wars one big credit, one big plus here. A bunch of dirty hippies in a boat by water. It's the closest I've seen water in years. Well, that I remember when um, they actually got Greenpeace to crack <clears throat> open the wall and pay for it. No, they're, they're not associated with Greenpeace at all. Oh, nope. yes, no, I've no. seen a few. No, 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 no. Paul Watson got kicked out of Greenpeace because he was too aggressive <laughs> with stinky butter. <laughs> stinky butter. <coughs> That's literally what they throw. There's like it's oh rancid butter, nice. Basically, and then and they have another thing. It smells like rancid butter, but if they just put, I think something like ammonia on it, it just it makes it smell nice. That's what, what are you talking? That's, that's what Vicky said, Vicky, because she just took chemistry, and she said basically if you just put another compound on it, because it's not actual stinky butter. It's not like <laughs> they just like no. during the off season they don't have big piles of butter in the sun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't watch this show for a multitude of reasons. See, I, so I don't. And I hear I, I, you are so you're so missing it. Okay, <laughs> let's just shut up, everyone. Okay, <laughs> watch season two, episode ten, right? <laughs> You get about halfway through the episode, a little bit more than halfway, and you see, okay, <laughs> there's the main you ship. You have that to g- see the glow, just the joy in his face right now. You got to see, this is the main <laughs> ship, right, where they cut up the whale meat and everything, which mm, I do delicious. still have. Shh, that's a federal offense. I don't have anything. And they're in between. <laughs> it's imitation whale fat. And they have another boat that's a harpoon boat onto the, to like the right side. And they're trying to, like, wedge themselves so they can't transfer whales, right? And so, <laughs> try, try, trying to stop the whaling fleet, right? So, um, the, you, the guy's you, in the helicopter, and he's looking down, and they see these whales just, like, going for her, you know, trying to get away from this harpoon ship. The guy's got a harpoon, and he effing freaking harpoons the damn whale in front of everyone. And then you get to see, like... Ten minutes of hippies crying. It is so amazing. <laughs> it is the funniest thing. It is as funny as fat people crying on Biggest Loser, which is the only reason anyone watches that show. The first couple of weeks when those fat asses are like, oh, I love nachos. Everyone loves nachos. But not like freaking pounds of nachos in one sitting. Uh, fat I, master. I enjoy five pounds of nachos. In one sitting? Yeah. <laughs> well, it takes me a couple hours. <laughs> well, that's Usually called, it's during the length of a football I was game. Say, that, 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 the, the name of that is the Super Bowl. I've been to your house. <laughs> <Yes. that. laughs> anyway, I love Well Wars. You should watch it. There is a great one, right? <coughs> Last well, season three, episode. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> they got this like fiberglass speedboat to like be fast, go fast, yeah. and uh, one of the Japanese whaling ships nails it and like cracks it in half. Oh yeah, it's amazing. So it must be a little fiberglass boat. And, just... and so when they finally get rescued by one of the ships, one of them's called the Steve Irwin, <laughs> which I don't think Steve would. So Actually, does it have a big know, sting, does, uh, stinger does, out the back of it? Or? No, no. It just there's a giant uh, manta ray that goes through the middle of the boat. <laughs> uh, and then the other and the other ship is called the Bob Barker. Oh, because but you know, you know, but that fits like to a T because <laughs> he gave the money for the boat anyway. And uh, so the Bob Barker, yeah. But why didn't they rescues all the people from the fiberglass boat? And they're just going like, yeah. We've been on the boat for a couple weeks now because they don't have a place on the ship because they were on a different ship. And they're like, 
Uh, all the women look really nice, but uh, they kind of smell like hamsters. <laughs> so we're staying urine, away. Urine cedar, nice. <laughs> so is it true that anybody that gets on to the Bob Barker has to be neutered before they get on? Yes. Okay, good. That's how, that's how we're, we're con- containing the problem of well wars. <laughs> no, that show is so amazing. I mean, these, I mean, honestly, people with no boat, boating knowledge at all. I mean, it, this is every episode, of- someone's about to die, and it's great, great television. Great television. <laughs> I love it. I watch every second. I relish in it. They finally put up season four on Netflix, and so I'm like, right now, I'm just like, yes, yes, die, my little hippies. Die. It's it's just the whole thought of you know late at night you alone the TV whale blubber wait 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 why am I alone in late at night <laughs> because I doubt your wife would watch that crap oh no, we no, watch no, it no. together I, I think Four, that's called foreplay in my house <laughs> again the whale blubber <laughs> yeah I was gonna say whale blubber is definitely part of this equation <laughs> so what is your Netflix little uh, guilty pleasure guilty pleasure yeah my Netflix guilty pleasure. Every now and then, about every five months, I want to say, I just got to put on the producers. Which one? I've Original done, I've or? gone back and forth a couple of times, but I have to say the, the newer version is my favorite. Ouch. Well, actually, I, I do find that the newer one's actually slightly funnier because Will Ferrell's character oh, makes it funnier. Absolutely. And that's the only Will Ferrell movie well, I can watch. That and the guy who, the director of the play... Oh, he's so over the top gay, which is perfect. You know, yeah, it's yeah, the character. The role. But when that spotlight hits him and he just has that smile that gets <laughs> me every time. No, no, there's funny parts, but I, I, I do, I still prefer the Gene Wilder. Yeah, if, if you put Will Ferrell in the Gene Wilder flick, it would be a perfect flick. Okay. I, I'd go there. You know, it used to be. It used to be uh, once you got me turned on to. Doctor Who. But I don't turn you on. <laughs> yes, he does. But I, I went through all that now, and I've watched them a couple times and been there, done that. Excuse me. Um, my, the last one that you just you turned me on to is Sherlock from BBC. Yeah. I, I mean, I was watching that the first episode of that and talk about nailing it out of the park. Yeah. Oh, that show is fantastic. You seen that? Not yet. Tell I'm, Netflix, uh, well... I'm almost through season five of Burn Notice, and then I'll watch the uh, Fall of Sam Axe and probably go right into that then. Fall of Sam yeah, Axe is very that's good. A fun Burn Notice is, is my guilty pleasure. It, that and I'm ashamed to say this, but I do love that 70s show. You should be ashamed to say that. <laughs> well, I find that the, uh, you know, Trevor Grace is not that great of an actor, but Danny Masterson really is that, that good of an actor. Yeah, he probably. Was yeah, and the best he pulls off. He pulls that out of the fire. Yeah, that and Kurtwood Smith. I'm a big fan of Kurtwood Smith. I and I always have been since RoboCop. Yes, actually, that is where it's every, I saw you and I saw yeah. RoboCop together in the theater. Yeah. And we're just like awesome. Well, and he's one of those actors that's been like in everything, and he's always been bit roles. Oh but yeah, he's nailed the bit roles every time. Well, uh, Oscar. He was a t- did, yeah, the did Oscar. Oscar, and he was uh, for me. His I'm bit a little ro- too excited to say Oscar. There. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of the, what I've, I've I just got, watched it recently. I've got some scenes popping through my head. I'm trying to remember what show. Dead Poet from. Society is the one that I love him as the dad in. Yeah, I did did fantastic there. Um, so yeah, oh, you said yeah. Robocop. What's the yes. other one? Is, oh, um, more Coke. <laughs> Total <laughs> Recall. Yeah, he's the the detective that's a Martian detective that's hunting down the whole time. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's banging his wife. No, that is not Kirk Smith. 
Doesn't that? No, I watch Total Recall all the time. I've got the <laughs> anniversary edition. <laughs> I love how you say all this stuff with pity in your face. <laughs> yes, because it's another one of my guilty I should pleasures. Die. No, it's not pity. It's shame. <laughs> it's shame. It's shame. It is one of my. It's it is one of my guilty pleasures. A couple I, years ago, I bought a clear, uh, clear play. You know, and it's all the best. So, and so I was like. What does it do to Total Recall? It makes it a 35-minute film. That's what it does. <laughs> it takes out all, all the nudity and it, all the... Yeah, I mean, because I mean, the only scene. reason to watch Total Recall is with the chick with the three tits. Uh, no, you know, I, I saw... That's it. actually one of the few where Sharon Stone's actually pretty hot. When, when they came out with the new, the new one earlier this year, I saw an interview with the, the, the lady who... The actress who played that part. And she said, yeah, obviously it was prosthetics. They weren't real. But she felt so exposed in the way that they shot that that she just felt horrible doing the role. And so she says, if you actually watch that, she pl- she does the role. She does what she's supposed to do. But if you look at her eyes, she's mortified. The entire she's mortified time. that she's doing it. She, yeah, was, she, she was in tears between takes. Uh, well, uh, what's actually kind of enhances the character as a prostitute, I think. But that's just me. <laughs> now I'm going to watch it. And it's just going to be so much harder. <laughs> Are you talking about you or the actual action of watching the film? So to watch it is what I mean. So here's here's the trick: don't look at her eyes. <laughs> or that yeah, that will kind of remind you of the. Well, that's that's just a rule in my life. <laughs> just don't look her in the eyes. Okay. Isn't that the same uh, rule that the priests use for the little boys and monasteries? Okay, I guess we're not going there. Yeah, we don't. No, if you want to talk about Michelle molestation, we can <laughs> definitely jump right on in. Again, bad <coughs> what bad word usage. That one was. On anyway, I have another story. New story of the week. All right. Okay. A woman in Spain gets stopped by security, and the men check her out for drugs. In so much that they check her breast implants for drugs. Sounds horrible, right? Not really. Not if you're the guard. And if they're magnificent. But here's the kicker. They were full of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Found them. <laughs> yeah, they, the, the, some uh, from Panama sewed in into the breast implants. That's cocaine. Some really of, screwed up. Two big bags of cocaine. And when they showed the picture in the news, <laughs> they had them sitting on like two pieces of paper, and the paper was all wet. And I was like, "Ew, that's gross." <laughs> they just pulled them out. <laughs> that was the only thing I like cared about. It's like, oh, that's how could you show that picture? That's disgusting. <laughs> that and each bag was stamped with Juan Valdez silhouetted on it. <laughs> Silly. Yeah. <clears throat> oh come on, it's a coffee joke. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. <laughs> here I thought was, see, I made him laugh. That's the only thing I cared about. And see, here I thought it was about Cuban music. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> no, that would be Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> and I'm probably the only one here who didn't get that reference. Um, is it every year that we have so many stories about um, people stealing Christmas presents? Or is it just like a... Over the last ten years or so, well, it's like, actually I've seen no, so many stories about people like roaming gangs going into people's yeah. homes. No, the, the whole the whole gang thing that's that's revenue, but people stealing presents has that those stories have really been on the rise because of economics. I mean, I was uh, went back east a couple weeks back, and we're up in Charlotte. Our flights got screwed up, so we got stuck there for the night. So we find a hotel that's near a grocery store because I got my my baby with us, and we're running out of out of formula. 
go to the grocery store, go down the baby aisle, and they've got everything there but formula. It's like, oh, we're screwed because it's like almost 10 o'clock at night. So we go up to the front desk. It's like, yo, are we just not seeing it or what? And I said, no, since over the last three years, because the recession has been so bad, we've had a big problem with new mothers shoplifting Stealing. formula. Nice. So we've got them locked up with the cigarettes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to work. Do they know that there's free beverages coming out of their nipples? <laughs> well, it depends on how old the baby is. I've seen, you know, up to eight years old. No, that was you. <laughs> well, I guess you were seen that YouTube video. Yeah. It's so creepy. No, I didn't watch the video. I heard about it. I watched it. Of course you did. And you didn't look at her in the, look her in the eyes. <laughs> I, I only looked her in the eyes. <laughs> As she teared up. <laughs> memories. You mean memories. Oh, bad. <laughs> That's a foul, <laughs> personal foul. <laughs> 15 yards. You get 15 yards. You get 15, you get 15 yards on that joke. Yes, get away from me. 15 yards. <laughs> it's like a personal uh, court order. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, hey, uh, we were going to, I'm switching gears now. Uh, hey, we're, <laughs> this is going to segue. We're going to talk about our embarrassing mother. Oh, <laughs> okay. You have to tell that okay. story. Okay, you okay. have to. Tell Spencer's it. heard the story, so this is for you, Kibble. I was in a car with my friend James. You remember James? I remember James. And, and uh, his peach. <laughs> and his what? His Giant peach. peach. <laughs> Yowza! Um, <laughs> that was a really bad flick. <laughs> and. Uh, you're an idiot. Uh, now I'm thinking about that stupid movie. His bug friends. Focus. <laughs> so it, mom was driving. I was in the front. James was in the back. I don't know where we were going. I don't know why I was driving with her. I know I had a license at the time. I don't know what was going on. But I do remember this. I was lamenting having broken up with a girl recently. My mother, our mother... Looks over and goes, What's wrong, dear? Did she have a stinky poot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I look at her and go, What? <laughs> she, and she's like, and with, and with a straight with, face. I mean, yeah, yeah, straight face. Oh, yeah. I've met the it woman. Wasn't a joke. And she goes, Yeah, her poot was a stinky. Was a stinky poot. <laughs> Tell me if her poot was stinky. And I looked at her and goes, what do you think poop means? And she goes, well, it's like the back of the comic books, they have the whoopee cushion, and when he sits down, it says poot. Did she, did, did she fart? Did she have a sneaky fart? And I go, that's not what it means today. Today it means vagina. Don't say that again. And the weird thing is, I don't ever remember her saying poot before that or after. Just the one time... When my friend could be in the back <laughs> pissing himself laughing, did she go, Why, dear? Did she have just the stinkiest poot in the world? And you're like, What are you doing to me? I had not heard that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, in the sad part is, you know what? You both, you, you know, we weren't there, but we know this is true. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, those, can, those, I can tell that story, and you know it's 100% true, knowing our mother. Yeah. <laughs> Clueless. Just clueless. 
<laughs> I do have a second story. Oh, okay. Sounds good as Stinky Poot. That's kind of funny. You know, I don't think you're going to be able to ever top Stinky Poot. I mean, no. we have a lot of stories, but that one is by far... That's my favorite. The that one that funny. always brings me to tears. <laughs> but um, I, it was back in Fremont Drive in California, Thousand Oaks. Tia. Woo! Why don't you finish the address while you're at it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the numbers. 1646. Yeah, that's right, 1646. Fremont Drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, right uh, behind the library. And... Uh, as happened more than one occasion, we backed up and the Hit back wheel went boom, boom. And what happened was, and I go, and I looked at mom and said, whoa, stop, 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 stop. I know what happened. All right, I'm trying to get out of the car. And my mom's just like, no, 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 puts it in drive, ba-boom, puts it in reverse, ba-boom, puts it in drive, ba-boom, right? And the thing I was trying to get her to stop, I mean, I was horrified, going like, stop, stop, and she's like, no, and I'm like, and I, I was trying to get her to stop because I, I, I thought my toy was there. I had one of those, it was an awesome toy, it was like one of those motorcycles that you put the little string in, you yeah. pull the string and it'd go. I knew it was there, I was trying to get her to stop. So she got out before I could say anything, so I got out and there's this destroyed toy under the tire, and I go, that's why I was trying to get you to stop, because of my toy. She looked at me and said, oh I'm sorry, I thought it was a cat. <laughs> Oh, she wanted to make sure the cat was dead. Yeah, exactly. She didn't want it staggering around. But to tell a six-year-old kid, I destroyed your favorite toy because I thought it was a living thing, is not, I don't know, the greatest lesson of life. No, 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 no. no. In, in her defense, having buried a plethora of... A litter. <laughs> yes, I know. A litter. No, 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 no. I just figured that she was We went to, through... A lot of cats in that time. We went I through understand. seven. We went I, through seven. I know. In but, a two-week period, we went through seven. But still, it doesn't make it any better what she said to me. And I'm sure it was. One of, I'm sure it was one of those like, I don't have time for this. We've got to get going. I thought it was a cat. Let's just get on the road, kind of thing. And I'll spray it down later. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's my mother's story. As you, you hear these stories, you'll just go, oh, my gosh, this family had no chance of coming out normal. Uh, no, I think we were very blessed of having a very weird upbringing. Oh, I I, 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 I makes, relish in it. It makes day. us so unique in so many ways. So our, our – And we yeah, don't – Thank you. And we don't – we didn't have to get touched for it, <laughs> which is great. I'll go there. Yeah, well, it depends on what – We mean you'll do. go there. What? <laughs> I'll go there. In agreement with what you're saying. Sure. Uh-huh. Sure. So well, it, you did share a bed. So in, in the belief system that we were brought up with, we were told that we were not supposed to have sex until we're married. And when I got to college, I started dating a girl with the same belief system. And at Christmas, I bring her home, uh, just popping in for for a little bit, and not like you know it was the whole meet the family thing, but it was more of just, but it really was just more of a pop in visit. Had to pick some stuff up at the house, so to speak. And so pop in. I had to go, I had to go back in the back room and get some stuff and. Left Michelle sitting out there talking to mom. I come a back. A girl he eventually married. Yes, and have been married to for many years. But I come. Sorry, out. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this ain't yours. <laughs> so I come out and and now my skin crawling. You know they're having a you know, the the new, nice to meet you kind of conversation. But I come back out and it's dead quiet. <laughs> Crickets in the room the whole bit. It's like oh well, I guess it's time to go. 
we get in the car, we're driving away, and what I hear the entire drive back, if we ever get married and we have grandkids, our grandkids are never going over there. That woman's evil. Well, it turns out that after I left the room, my mother, which she has that part of the brain that stops you from saying stuff you're thinking doesn't exist in this woman. At she all. She in say, any way, shape, or form. She doesn't form. say stuff to be mean. She just says stuff. Well, and which is nice because she isn't a vindictive person. So no, what no. she says isn't like you know. It's she's not trying to be a cruel person. No, it's just whatever whatever she says, you know, is the exact same thing she's thinking at that exact but, but same it's, moment. But it's ever if it, if it sounds mean at the time, it really isn't. That's the thing. So literally, it's just very weird and very inappropriate. But it's not mean. Quite literally, ten seconds after I walk out of the room, my mom turns to Michelle, my, now, who is now my wife. So, are you sleeping with my son? <laughs> well, I will, I will tell you, that's not the first time she's asked that question. No, but it was the first time she asked my girlfriend that question. Well, she asked my ex-wife the same thing. Yeah, the same, yeah at the same time of year. <laughs> I remember when I brought her down for the, during Christmas break. No, no, I didn't take her down. I brought her down for Easter break. Uh, well, it doesn't matter because yeah. uh, Christmas break that year, the year that we went to uh, uh, to uh, Terminator Roses, because you were marching. Yeah. But uh, I brought down Heather yeah. again, ladies. He's taken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have an ex-wife. Hey, I, I got the I got them trombone skills like you ain't never known. <laughs> we don't need to know about your slide positions. Uh, so I brought Heather down. That for, made you look worse. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that I didn't follow off with the really bad slide joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were going to go there. No, no. I, you were thinking it out, almost out. But of unlike my mother. Oh, just shut up, both of you. <laughs> unlike my mother, I've learned to put that block in. <clears throat> I'm halfway there. Okay, quarter. Anyway, uh, so I brought Heather down for that, that long weekend. And yeah. Had, Dad decides, hey, Spencer, come with me to the grocery store. Where Mom goes, are you sleeping with my son? And where she goes, not yet. <laughs> and I guess that was kind of where Mom got real squeamish on my ex-wife. Ah. <laughs> Great. Yay, lovely. Good memories. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to go to such a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not dark. That's, that's the lighter side of my ex-marriage. That is. That is that is as good as it gets with that marriage. Hey, there's nothing like your ex wife leaving you. Dude, she's your... a cra- she's like the craziest person in the world. Well, yeah, the funniest thing to me, and Once. I still I still find this the most amazing part of that marriage is the fact that I went I had to work on our first year wedding anniversary. I come home on our first year wedding anniversary to find the house completely emptied, except for a pile of my crap in the middle now, of the living room. Just because you brought up the verbiage you did, I have to ask so what exactly is funny about that? I actually, if you think about it over time, you know, first of all, it's a great relief that I'm not married to the no, psycho bitch. No, I mean, from, from the standpoint of it happening, I'd, go, I'd say it's vindictive. Oh, it was. But, but I wouldn't say funny. No, it really is kind of funny when, if you experience and years later, you can look back on it and kind of chuckle going, yeah, hey, nice pile of mic crap in the middle. You know what also wasn't funny? <laughs> Living with you after you came back. Oh, come on. Bittered and just hating the world. Oh, I didn't just hate the world. I hated everything in it. Oh, I know. I know. Trust me. I was there. <laughs> One, you took my room. <laughs> well, I had the nice corner room. He took it. No, yes. Then he finally no, no, moved no, downstairs. I saw, 
yeah, I, well, that was trying to get dad to convince uh, convince dad to get me downstairs. No, no, I know, but you started out kicking oh. me out of my room. <laughs> I didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like you so know my request, funny. Actually, it was, was just so funny because it was just like you came back and you're just like it was. I remember the conversation where I was like, Spencer's coming home. <laughs> We all need to be sensitive, and like she wasn't, you know. <laughs> oh, no. well, I was like, so how do you feel now that you're divorced from the psycho bitch? I know she was just like, <laughs> so now that you're free from the succubus, what are we gonna do? You know, like, <laughs> could you let it sink in for a few days, mom? So you got a letter from your she devil. Yeah, yeah. It was, and that, it was oh, yeah. And that was a lovely little present too. She decided to take all of our photo albums and marriage license and everything and FedEx it to me <laughs> right before Christmas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's just screwed up. I mean, oh no, no, no. Did you remember what I did? Were you there? I, I don't think I was there. Oh, I yeah. Grabbed every last album, every the marriage certificate, everything, and I just started shoving it into the fireplace. Yeah. I think I think what happened was I walked in and did just one of those. He just turned right around and like he's like, okay, have fun with that. Yeah, mom's looking at me like, you don't want your wedding pictures? Like, no. no, I'm not married. <laughs> Anyway, you were very angry back then. I'll just give you yeah. that. Come on, I was pissed. Okay, was there was pissed. one time right. I was practicing my. Saxophone outside. <laughs> I was. No, I was. You I were was standing right outside my window. No, no, no. Okay, this is what happened. Okay, Mister Psycho. Uh, I was practicing my saxophone. I was, you know, in middle school, I was in band, whatever. Yeah, Ladies, way, I'm taken. <laughs> practicing your saxophone is that a euphemism? Yes. No, I did that too. And uh, I was just outside playing and literally I had just walked down the volcano explodes I was walking down and I just played like a few notes and I looked down and I, I waved to Spencer because he was looking out the window all of a sudden he disappears from the window and I'm like uh, okay and I just like <laughs> running just running finally found myself in my, our mother's bathroom just like barricading the door sobbing luckily grandma and grandpa were there yes because they were living there were. while they were Building the house. Building the house and then, like, Grandpa talked you down, you know, from, like, uh, murder-suicide about to happen. And I was just like... I didn't, I, I I didn't have access to the weapons yet. But it was just like, I was, like, not even outside that window. I was there outside the window one time, and it was just like, Rage! Hulk smash! Yeah, but then you decided right after that, it was like, okay, let's see how fast we can piss him off. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh, every time you had uh, either James or uh, uh, what's his name, the guy that you got busted with. Beef. Man. No, Beef actually wasn't. Beef was too much of a wuss. <laughs> beef is a girl. Just in his pictures. <laughs> what? Just in his pictures. <laughs> and in his mannerisms and in his speech. You know, he's the most normal out of all my friends now. Yeah, there was also the one kid that you went to see. Married, he's about to have a kid. Weird. <laughs> really? Has a really good job. Wow. No, he's not having the child. <laughs> Thank you, Kimball, for that. <laughs> you know, if he didn't ask, I was going to. <laughs> no, again, if this ever takes off and we put together a website to support this so you can see our lovely pictures, <coughs> we're going to have to have episode pictures just to put Beef's picture up well, there I mean, high school. <laughs> like, he's a supervisor. I can't remember where he works now, but... No, I mean, last time I saw James, he had, like, um, hair down to his freaking butt crack and... <laughs> nipple tattoos. Yeah, well, and... not nipple tattoos, but he had, like, <laughs> this, like, very rapscallion-type-looking goatee. He was just like... I told him he looked like a Miami Vice villain. 
where are the rocks, bro? You know, just <laughs> ridiculous. And then James, or in our, not James, but that was James, um, the other one. What was his name? Nick. Yeah, he's not doing well either. Not doing well. Yeah. When they're doing that much, that much marijuana in high school. <laughs> and then there was the friend that you got busted with, the interview with the vampire. Oh, yeah, that was Brian. He's married to a plague now. Lucky him. Well, I mean, she's not <laughs> a plague now. But. <laughs> but she has the same face as 40 other now, people in Apple. During Valley. this time period, I was living back east. But there was a story I heard of you two together one evening that I will never forget. We live, the town we live in now is a little bit larger than it was then, but it was, it's still fairly small. And these two are Under driving. 10,000 people. Yeah, and these two are driving home late one night going across town. And uh, please, they come to a, a, stop, a stoplight, and the next lane is a police car. Spencer's driving, Hiram being younger is in the passenger seat. And he turns to the cop, smiles, and does a goofy wave. I waved at a cop. <laughs> I thought cops were supposed to be nice. Now, mind you, it's 11 o'clock at night in a small town. And he's doing the goofy wave as if he's high as a kite. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. 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 No. By the no. way, that particular cop is now my wife's uncle. So anyway, that particular cop followed these two. Oh, the rest of, well, we the, didn't of, do anything of wrong. the 15 minute drive he back didn't, home. He didn't pull us over. No, but he was thinking about it real hard. <laughs> I, so just so you know, don't wave at cops. They're all dicks, apparently. No, no, you have to see the, the wave that you gave. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, did he honestly think an 11-year-old kid was taking ecstasy? I don't think In that ex- small of a town at that time? Come on. X hadn't really gotten big. I was just... <laughs> I was just waving at him like a dork. So no, what? Well, I was going to go... I thought cops talk. were supposed to be nice. Actually, there's a good chance that you just thought you were really special. <laughs> uh, he was just making sure that I didn't go home safe. On the way. Like, like, I didn't like open the door and try to escape. <laughs> hey, so, since we're going down this road, tell a story of you and Arland at Walmart at two in the morning. Oh, do I? <laughs> Arlen's our friend, and Arlen <clears throat> ten. What ten, ten minutes? minutes. Oh. If you want to cut it off in an hour, you can go longer if you want. Oh. Uh, anyway, Arland is um, a friend of ours who took so much acid in high school that he's technically insane, I guess, but he's not no, insane. He's, well, he's no, just, he's, he has gone through rehab, but while he was going through rehab, he'd been been incarcerated before that, so he he hadn't been on anything forever. But his back was totally screwed up because he has um, scoliosis, so he's getting his back cracked. It turns out the acid stores in your spinal column. No, no. What I'm saying so is, every time you get cracked, he, he has a piece of paper that says he's certified insane. Oh, I don't like know. Like from the doctors. Okay. Like, like just the little like basically statistically how much he had done, he should be wasted so, forever. Which you totally know, when, makes, you, when you get the little the little RX pad there, it just goes <clears throat> effing nuts. Which totally explains why he did Knocking so well. <laughs> which totally explains why he's done so well in the concert lighting industry. Actually, it does because then you can actually sync it to anything by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So anyway, so it's he's a. <laughs> so I used to work with him, like doing the concerts. I came into town, lots of country, lots of old people in leotards and <laughs> and America <laughs> and America. <laughs> and uh, so you know, you, you, once you finally get the shows out, it's usually one or two in the morning. And we he had to go to Walmart for something, so we went to Walmart where he proceeds to act full on Mongo like retard, right? And oh, Mongo <clears throat> and 
he can do it so well <laughs> because of his drug past. And he's just sitting there going, I want a baseball net. I want, and I was sitting there, and I was hitting him on the back going, no, I said no. I was just being very, <laughs> like, the, the most abusive brother or whatever. And, and just horrible. It was like people just stopping, like, st- I mean, it's Walmart at 2 a.m. All the freaks are out anyway. And it was like, it was like nothing. You should never do this. <laughs> it's like you should never do what we did and got away with. And apparently... Like a week later, he was at an auto garage with a friend of his, and the guy in the, in the garage was like, I know you. I know you. From, I know you. And then it finally clicked. <laughs> he had been at Walmart. You're the retard at Walmart. <laughs> and he was like ready to kick my ass because of the way I was treating the retard a week later. He's like, no, I mean, he's normal. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Now, I don't remember if the story is, involves you or one of his other friends. I think it was one of Arlen's other friends. But about that same period, him and his friend would get dressed up in nice suits and, with uh, earpieces. No, that's actually me and my friends the first year. But Arlen did this, too. Arlen would do it, yeah. Because we did this my freshman year They would college. walk through the mall and just randomly get up and walk right behind someone and pace them down the mall. While putting their, their finger in the ear. Our version was different. We'd find somebody alone in a theater and two on either side, two seats away. One in front and one in back, and whenever he stood up, we started, and it was just, and the dude would freak big time. I mean, just like, what's going on? And the guy behind would just put his hand gently and go, "It's okay, sir. We're here for your protection." <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but we're federal agents. We're going to protect you. We'll see you to your car. No worries. Let's see what Arlen would do. Him and his friend would just randomly choose somebody, usually like a teenage girl, and walk two steps behind him with their hand on on the earpiece, mumbling and with their hand up, mumbling into their hand like they got a radio. Yeah, we got him. We got him. We'll find him. And just no warning, just follow him through the mall until he completely freaked out. You know, that's I, I had a friend where we would um, we would drive in a car and like just right next to somebody, just right next to him, and just keep that speed. <laughs> and I would make it so he would sit in the back. And he would just stare, with mo- like with no emotion in his face, just like he was just like looking, staring at the person driving. And we just try, how many miles can we go? And he would speed up, slow down, slow down. Slow down. We finally, got in from the two lane into a one lane, and they got in the back of us. And we had to stop for something. It was something going across the front. Was around back. So no, what, what happened was we stopped. He got out of the car, started walking towards the other car, and it just went in the reverse, screeched its tires. Got out. It was it was amazing. And I, I'm like, I would sit there and like, what? Are, he could just go insane and kill both of us. But apparently, he just thought we were going to kill him. So, okay then. These are things that you do when you're young and bored in a small town. In a small town. Oh, One more story before we go. Sure. Um, apparently. A kidnap gang tried to uh, kidnap Bieber. Yeah, but they were all 14-year-old girls. No, they were basically the guy had garden shears. And we're going to get um, up to 2,500 per testicle. Oh, wow. So, and in here, Wait, you, I, 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 think, I, think, I, think the, I think the problem is he was very optimistic <laughs> there is so he, he has testicles because he probably would have pulled down the pants and there would be no penis at all, no testicles, no penis. I think, if anything, because I actually think that the Justin Bieber doll is in fact anatomically I mean, correct. Look at look at this thing. I say thing. It's Bieber. Look at him. It. 
It's like a sexless, genderless, I mean... Well, there's a reason why the mouth is wide open there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was wondering which one was going to do the sound first. Well, I mean, I mean, he either looks like a very sleek, young gay man or very, very old lesbian in this photo. No, Didn't no, no. It? No, that, that's, well, that's I, Michael Jackson right before he died. Like, like I explained to my daughter about <laughs> a, a year ago when Selena Gomez and Bieber were still hot and heavy, that they weren't a real relationship. They were a product by, by record companies. There's nothing real it's about Disney. them at all. Selena Gomez? Uh, she's, a Disney pro- she's a Disney. Oh, joy. Like, I care. Oh, Wizards of Waver. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that little nugget. It was basically Disney trying to capitalize on the Harry Potter oh, totally. um, uh, phenomenon. Yay. And it was called Wizards of Waverly Place. No, I, my kids watch it. I, I believe don't. the plot was the parents couldn't use magic, but the kids could for some reason. No, the kids I think, I think I think the parents had um, changed, you know, some... I don't know what kind of rules they have. Maybe they just had some weird like sexual kick out of it, and they just couldn't. <laughs> Actually, a member of our studio audience wouldn't. Hey, why, why couldn't they use ma- magic? <laughs> hey, hey, dude, shut up! You're, you the watch way, the thing religiously. The, the way you're laughing right now, it's you're like I know, but I can't let them okay, know that I know. Up to the mic, up to the mic. You because it won't, it won't look as cool. <laughs> come on, up to the mic. No, just leave her be. Well, leave her be. You begged me to be on the air, so come on. No, I didn't. Now, now. It's an amazing show, Spencer. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, it, right when, after when the 1952 se- series of, uh, of uh, uh, Dr. Hugh. Who, what, I'll put hey, it right up there. When, when, no. they, when they pull out the well blubber. I mean, Shazam. <laughs> That's actually what I say when I go. <laughs> we'll verify this with your wife later. <laughs> go for it. I'm staying out of that one. <laughs> so when you do, do... <laughs> So when I say the word Shazam, what comes to mind? Keyword. I don't even understand what you're doing now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's actually wishing that he could watch the movie Shazam with uh, Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> that movie is so amazing. <laughs> so, so amazing. Just as amazing as his entire rap, rap career. Actually, his, his album? <laughs> I have a tape. When uh, Vicky and I were poor... I mean, we're still poor, but more poor. And we lived in California. When you were living oh, in East L.A. And uh, we, we would drive home. We'd usually uh, stop in Lenwood and go to the really bad um, little music store there. Oh, they still yeah. had cassettes. And so we're like, what's the worst cassette we can buy? And we have to listen to the whole thing on the way home. And the one that's the Danny Bonaducci. The one tape that we got was uh, uh, B Ball's greatest hit, like hip hop hits with Z's in the whole title, you know. And like there was a Shack, there was a couple Shack on there, and it was pretty hot. That and um, Magic Johnson. I think this little um, South Korean Psy could learn something from Shaq O'Neal in the music biz. Now there is one thing I did want to I did want to talk about because this thing drives me nuts. Uh, another complete segue uh, that has absolutely nothing to do with anything we talked about. Oh, I've been unemployed for the last eight months, and the one thing that pisses me off more than anything else is whenever I get told, "Oh, it's okay. Don't let it get it you down." I cannot think of any. Who tells you that? I have people who have jobs tell me that. <laughs> I mean, like besides. People with jobs. Who would tell you that? 
Oh, whenever I get uh, get to talk to anybody from the uh, LDS uh, uh, Employment Services, they're really, <laughs> really good at it. <laughs> they're not uh, the most sensitivo. It's okay, Brother met. Willard. We're gonna we're gonna help you find that job. Just don't don't let your unemployment let you down. Uh, you know, I'm two steps away from calling that uh, specific help hotline of. For the suicidal members, now, there's you've been unemployed before. Yes, I've been unemployed before. <laughs> but unlike you, when I was unemployed because of just the timing of different things in my lives, I've never qualified for unemployment. <laughs> so you were unemployed with no benefit check coming. Yeah, there you go. Did you ever get the little added bonus feature of being told, "Don't let it hit you down"? I was unemployed for six months a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Like two, three years ago, yeah. It was when the housing market really crashed and there was oh, just no work yeah, anywhere. No, like you and me both at the same time. Yeah. Well, um, luckily, I got to go work with Dad on Wipeout, though. Oh. So because I, I got so much, we just stretched every dollar and it was fine. Whereas I got to go... I guess out. I should have gone on unemployment. Why didn't I? I don't know. Well, the, the first time it happened, it wasn't as bad as it could be because we, we had been house hunting. We were two weeks away from closing on a house. That didn't happen. Um, but at, we, at the time, we were living here with, with mom and dad up on the third floor, so we didn't have a mortgage to worry about and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, the second, and the reason why I didn't qualify was a year before I'd been in school, and they look back a year and a half before you get oh, yeah, let yeah. go. Yeah. And then the, the last time, um, I technically wasn't unemployed because I was working for myself. I just didn't have any clients. Because the market, well, I had one primary client, and that dried up because of the market drying up, and was trying to find some other clients. And it was for me, it was right in the middle. Wait, of the, didn't, didn't, you didn't have a job after you fell like a drunken monkey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with that, I, I got workers' comp. Yeah, that's true. Um, right? Yeah, the, yeah, workman's comp played me for the year that I was. How you up. didn't sue the, the Dixie Center? Oh, because of Utah labor law, the way that it's created. First off, because I was at Dixie College, not at Dixie Center when that actually happened. But uh, the way Utah labor law is structured, as long as your employer is paid up on the workman's comp, you can't ever go after the employer for a workplace injury. That makes no sense because they made you go up on a, a ladder that was not safe. Uh-huh. That, That's the way the law is written. No, and the only thing that the only I, I bet you could have fought that. No, yeah, yeah, I bet you could have. No, because that was the same reason. I, why I, I, I talked to attorneys about it, and they flat said we won't touch it because it's a loser for them. No, not even a loser. It won't go to court. So weird. Well, so the only really, messed up, man. The only lawsuit like, I, I had was against Workman's Comp. You know, this Cal, if the accident happened in California, it would have been a couple million dollar deal. Oh, easy, easy. But in Utah, um, I got the. Two thirds of two part-time jobs wage for the the year as unemployed, and then sued afterwards and got an additional three thousand dollars. And my my medical case is open indefinitely because they're going to have to do another surgery at some point. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and the only the only Masters. recourse that he has really is to have OSHA go in there and make regular checks on the safety equipment. Yeah, but what good does that do? They prevent somebody else from falling. Well, well, who cares about other people? No, they, no I'm saying the, that's the only recourse well, in the city to, of Utah. You have to remember when the accident happened, I was working part-time at a job I used to be the full-time tech at. The guy who was the full-time tech at the time was our friend Arlen, who had got my old job. Right. He had been my assistant forever. So he was kind enough to burn the ladder after the accident happened. Basically, they said, no, we won't touch it again, and finally made the college get a scissor lift with, with harnesses. Yeah, man. That's, 
messed up. <laughs> well, every other decent hall's got. And how do you like heights like, now? I, I'm very, well, actually I. He's good up to eight feet. I'm not fearful <laughs> of heights. I'm fearful of falling. So I can go up to about twelve foot on a ladder. It's a, and. On a scissor lift, I can get up to about 25 feet. And anything with a balcony. And when you said that, <laughs> it was like you had this tick, like 25 feet. <laughs> well, every time I have to go up about that high, I, it takes me a while to get myself to do it. The first time I was up in a scissor lift, I was in a big, big 8-foot by 8-foot monster scissor lift. We could have really used one this last summer. We were, we were up about 25 <laughs> feet, and we are doing so soon. Uh, the trusses on uh, fly, Flyboys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they try to forget about that. <laughs> so anyway, we're putting in a fly system at, the, at this amphitheater in, outside of Vegas, and they're pulling up the fire curtain, and so we're just knocking it out as it's going up, getting the dirt off and whatnot. Sure. And up 25 feet, it was a very, very stable, huge scissor lift, and it's rocking just a little bit with us knocking that. Oh, but yeah. with that motion and the, the curtain and waving. going down and I finally just, I, and I, was with, I was with the coordinator who brought me on the job. I just sat down and closed my eyes and put my head in my lap because I couldn't <laughs> do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> he looked back and she's like, well, I got freaking mental boy here. <laughs> well, I told him when he hired me for the job, yeah, I can do ground rigging for you. There's no way. I'm, I, I never went up to the catwalk because the catwalk was 65 feet up. Yeah. There's no way I could do that. No, I mean, people think that that's an easy thing to do, even when you're normal. It's it used not. to be for it's, me, but... Well, I'm actually getting better. At, you know, I actually can get up on roofs now after doing the, the whole trust thing. No, you know, that's what Dad used to make fun of me for a lot of years. Before the accident, you know, I, w- I was a, a concert rigger. I was an idiot that went up into the up onto the trusses, the roof trusses, and hooked the chain motors to the roof that the lights and sound were hung from. My first concert I did was a 75-foot dome. I mean, it, I was used to do stuff all the time. But I was very uncomfortable whenever I would have to do any work on an actual pitched roof. Oh, because it's not flat. Because it's not flat. flat. <laughs> well, and being uh, the architectural uh, designer that I am, I'm always having to climb over crap like that. And it was, it was always the most gut-wrenching, you know, vomiting, like you got kicked in the nuts kind of a thing for me to get up on anything above 15 feet. I, forever, I've been a, just the most acrophobic and then you and I are up there at uh, 20 feet tall. With were, were they just 20 feet? No, no, that was 30. It was 30? It was 30. Yes, three, okay, so three sticks of 10. We're, we're up on top of the scaffolding that's really kind of rickety to begin with. Scaffolding was okay. It, yeah, but it was still back and it forth. It was the entire situation. Well, the, pro- the problem is that you guys were having to lift up uh, drapes and trusses extended out from the... From, from the scaffold. The scaffold. So we're off balance with these huge, massive, two hundred pound trusses, and of course, dive boy has to go diving in right when we're pulling them off. <laughs> I've never said so many obscenities in one. Well, actually, I have. But in two sentences, you dude, the it, was, it was like I don't know. So yeah, we're doing we're we're doing the show. I'm there just to watch to try and direct them so they don't kill themselves because no. I don't think anyone knows what's going on here. So okay, so there's three. Um, legs of truss going up 30 feet high and one truss going across all, all of them. 65 or 60 feet. And, you know, it, it looks like what you would see at a concert. Basically, those metal, you know... The metal trusses. It looks kind of like erector sets kind of thing. Yeah, you know? a, and then we put a black drape and then we put a bunch of smoke. It's a, it was a swimming pool where we were at. But, put a bunch of smoke and it's supposed to look like the ocean because there was movement in the water, there was fog, and you couldn't see the backdrop, so... 
It looked like it was dark. Usually when you set that stuff up and that doesn't have any kind of mechanisms to lift everything up for you, you use a mechanical lift to do all the heavy lifting. And we couldn't get one into where they're at, and they didn't want to pay for a a crank lift because they were cheap production. Yeah, so we hand-did it with... I eventually just went and rented one myself to take it down because there was no way we were... We were, so we, were we were up all night. I mean, it was a 24, almost 24-hour yeah, thing we, were, that we did. Well, we left, we left at 5.30 in the morning. morning. And we got there. And we turned around and came back. I, I got there at like 10 in the morning, and I didn't leave till 5.30. Anyway, so we're t- trying to take the thing down as best as we could. We got halfway, I think. Yeah. No, we got, we got uh, three links across the top down, and that was it. And as we were trying to take these things down, this kid dives into the pool to put in the morning's lane runs. Right, and, right where we're, we have this massive now, uh, truss. Mind you, when you're, thir- when you're 30 feet in the board. air and you're getting tired, it's really easy to lose. And you're using, you're using bolts to bolt the stuff together. It's really easy to lose that grip on a bolt. From 30 feet, a bolt that's about an inch and a half across. Oh, no, that was closer to three. Will put a nice dent in your forehead. So and this truck, and we had told him over and over, stay don't away. get in the water, don't get in the water. He did it right when I was like, just we got just just trying to lift up on this thing, and man, I just let loose. It was just <laughs> the most beautiful string of profanities <laughs> I probably yeah, ever. I, now, I don't know if I told you this. Um, at that particular point, I had my eldest son, who was 15 at the time, there helping. Us. <laughs> I forgot he was there. By the time that. Oh, and you calm down and all that kind of stuff. He was shaking. He was terrified. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he had never seen you explode. Well, because I, I don't get angry. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm not the guy. I'm, I mean. No, I'm, I'm the hothead. I know. You I have to it. do quite a bit to get me to yell at you. Oh, by the I mean, really. You I mean, my kids get it, but that's because <laughs> they have to get it. Because they know the buttons press. <laughs> yeah. But no. No, I, out of the three of us here, I'm the most unstable. I, I really am. Oh, come on. The funny part is, we're not denying this. Yeah, I know. You're like, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because Spencer just there was like, come on, guys. Come on. Seriously. And we're like, yeah, we know. We know. We've been Damn like, it. Okay, yeah, 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 we got it. We got it. We got it. Don't stab me. No. <laughs> I have nothing but my keys to stab you. Yeah. So anyway, so it was... It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and the greatest, the best part of the whole thing is for a show that these guys hope will go someday so they might It'll get paid on it. Oh, yeah, I know. We yeah. get for free. Hey, kids, kids trying to get into Hollywood, guess what? You're going to have to do a lot of free stuff and probably, I would say, 75 to 80% you're never going to see any return on. Just that's the way, that's the nature and of the game. What's really funny about that is that's. I mean, about, I've done some free stuff and I, I have gone on to do paid stuff, but it's just. On a professional level of production, I think that's about the only free one I've ever done. <laughs> that is the only one I've, no, I've, I have not gotten I, paid I, for. I, I, did a, I did a free movie when I first went down to California as a PA. But after that, I got paid for everything else. Well, then again, P- PAs, I mean, they really get abused anyway. A PA is a production assistant, which is like. The lowest of the lowest. Of the, lowest the rest of the wrong. crew I mean, looks down like, at them. Well, it's because they really are the, they are the well, dirt dumb. Well, no. Here's the thing. There's some who are intelligent and can do stuff. Yeah, but, but those, those are the ones, ones that move on to directing or, or on to assisting somewhere else in the movie industry. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that. But and I'm, then just, I'm those, just saying and then that those the, the crew members know those who those guys are and don't treat them like dirt because well, they the, know that they can get what they need. No, and usually they'll pull their arm around them and say, "Hey, well, I can help you." Get into my field yeah, by, yeah. if you help me with this, this, and this. And then there's the professional grade 
PA. Yeah, who's just, <laughs> who really is a piss ant rather than a production assistant. Well, especially the PA who's been a PA for like 10 years and doesn't ever advance because he does way too much pot on and off the set. Oh, I don't think it's just pot, buddy. <laughs> no, my favorite is the uh, I'm just a PA on this TV show because it's easy and I don't want to move on because it'd be hard. <laughs> I met a few of those, man. I just want to belt them. Just... <laughs> Yeah, but you don't have any ambition. Let get out of here so some other PA can get some ambition. Well, get the, it's those PAs that live in a trailer park their entire lives saying, I work in the movies. Yeah. So our, our friend Kai's man who does effects now, you know what his job was in college? Hmm. He oh, was babysitting Will Wheaton. He was a set yeah, guardian yeah, for yeah, Will yeah, Wheaton yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on Star Trek. Anyway, uh, we got to wrap this. Some, he's got some good stories. About no, that we're coming up. We got to we got to wrap this up. Um, my one little quick news clip I want to put in here. Unfortunately, we did, we lost Dave Brubreck, a great great jazz player and influencer of many of the of today's recording jazz artists for the three of you who listened to him beyond me. <laughs> um, his most favorite piece is Take Five, which I don't have with me. But I, being Christmas, I'm going to play us out with. Some Christmas music by Dave Brubrick. If it will queue up, which it's not. There you go. <laughs> so editing's for. Goodbye. For all of our listeners, good, good night and Merry Christmas.